It's just beginning prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you uh, for this day and for the opportunity to gather together to open up your word. I pray that you'd uh, bless our time and uh, that you'd give us ears to hear and eyes to see and uh, that we would desire to know you and understand uh, what you've spoken through your prophet Moses. And so we thank you for these things and uh, pray in your son's name. Amen. All right. So uh, last time, if you remember, uh, we looked at God questioning uh, the man and the woman. So uh, the serpent had tempted the woman, uh, and she succumbed to his temptation. Uh, they both ate from the tree, uh, and they tried to clothe their nakedness and hide from God. Uh, and then God found the man uh, and called to, began questioning him first, calling him out of his uh, hiding. Uh, and Finally, uh, the, the man eventually confessed his sin, but only after uh, blaming uh, the woman uh, and God, uh, the woman for giving him the fruit to, to eat. Uh, and then that led uh, to God questioning the woman, who also uh, confessed her sin that she ate, uh, but only after blaming the serpent. Uh, and so God, uh, from there, uh, traced everything back uh, from the man, from his hiding, uh, to his sin, uh, eating, uh, to the woman's giving, uh, back to the serpent who deceived her, uh, all the way back to the beginning of the, uh, the events. Uh, and now uh, we get to the point where now he is going to uh, judge each of them, uh, but this time beginning with the serpent because he's the one who uh, started the whole deception uh, in rebellion uh, against God. Uh, and then he'll go to the woman for her part. And finally, uh, to the, the man, who is the, the last one to eat from the tree. Uh, and then I'd like to just touch on some of the uh, themes that we're going to be uh, seeing uh, th throughout this section, uh, just so that we can uh, connect uh, all of the judgments together. Uh, because they're very uh, closely related. And so first, we'll be seeing uh, the idea of retributive justice, uh, sometimes called lex talionis, uh, which is uh, kind of an eye for an eye. Uh, the, the judgment has to be equal to the crime. And so you need an appropriate judgment. And because God is the perfectly just and good God, uh, he judges uh, perfectly. Uh, and so he will be judging them all uh, for both the functional roles uh, that he assigned them uh, in creation uh, and also for their sins uh, against uh, one another. So, for example, uh, we, we'll just cover these uh, fairly quickly and then we'll be able to uh, look at them uh, in more detail as we look at each of the judgments. So, the serpent, uh, his functional role in creation 
was that he was the craftiest uh, of all uh, the, the beasts, of uh, all the, the land animals. Uh, and uh, as a beast, he was to be subordinate uh, to man. Uh, man was given dominion over the, the beasts and uh, also the, the serpents. But instead of being uh, subordinate to them, uh, he deceived uh, the w- woman. Uh, who was God's uh, co-regent, vice-regent, uh, his, his steward, made in, made in his image, uh, which was really an assault on God. So he deceived the woman. Consequently, uh, he, the first judgment will be that uh, the cleverest of beasts will become the most cursed of the, the beasts. Uh, and secondly, a God will place enmity uh, between him and uh, and the woman uh, whom he deceived. Uh, And that ultimately will lead to his destruction. And then the the woman, her functional role uh, was that she was supposed to help the man. She was made as his perfect uh, counterpart to uh, complete him so they could be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth. But uh, instead of helping him, uh, she gave him the fruit uh, and uh, persuaded him uh, to eat of it. And so, consequently, her first judgment is that she will suffer pain uh, in childbirth, uh, per functional role that God assigned her. And secondly, uh, there will be discord between her uh, and uh, her husband. Uh, they won't have perfect harmony anymore. And then finally, the man. Uh, the man was charged with working and keeping the garden and the ground. Uh, and he was also commanded not to eat from the tree of knowledge. Uh, instead, uh, he, instead of uh, keeping his stewardship that God gave him, uh, he listened to the voice of his wife and he ate from the tree that God forbid him. So consequently, uh, his first judgment is that he will suffer uh, toil and pain Uh, in working the ground to produce food. Now it's going to be a painful, toilsome thing. Uh, It was already his job, and now it's going to be painful. Uh, And secondly, uh, there will be discord between him uh, and the the earth, uh, the the ground. Uh, It's going to push push back and give him trouble now. Uh, The ground he has to work and to keep. Uh, and so uh, we'll be looking at all these uh, in, uh, in detail, but it shows that God is uh, perfectly just in all of his uh, punishments, that they uh, fit the crime uh, perfectly. Uh, and then this idea, if, if you heard, I talked about that there is discord uh, between them, uh, enmity uh, between the serpent and the woman, between the woman and her husband, uh, and between the, the man and the ground. Uh, Matthew says uh, that not only is there a discord uh, between them, where now their, their relationships uh, are, are uh, contentious, but it will lead to the defeat uh, of each one of them. Uh, so, for example, uh, the woman and her offspring will ultimately destroy uh, the, the serpent. Uh, the man uh, will rule over his wife. Uh, And by the way, that's not a good thing in here. It's not saying do that. uh, But uh, as Matthew says, the issue here uh, is not 
it's not a prescription for how someone is to behave. Uh, th these are retributive judgments, punishments for, uh, for their sin against God. Uh, and the man uh, will die uh, and return uh, to the ground uh, ultimately. And so uh, Matthews would say that there's not just discord between them, uh, but uh, there is defeat. Uh, they, they succumb to one another, uh, and especially uh, the serpent to the woman and her offspring, as we'll see. And so uh, God will judge each of them according to the roles he has, and responsibilities he assigned them in creation and according to their sin. Uh, and we'll see that he is the, the perfect judge. Uh, and then there's also a, another surprising thing that we're going to see throughout this. Uh, if you remember, God said, in the day that you eat of it, you will surely die. Well, they, they will. They will die. But uh, in the, the judgment oracles, uh, the man, in, it, it becomes clear that the man and the woman will continue to enjoy God's blessing uh, and provision. Uh, and so the, these judgments uh, include uh, hope uh, in the very midst uh, of the, the judgments. And so uh, just to paraphrase uh, Victor P. Hamilton uh, from, from his commentary, uh, the woman's labor will be painful, but God will provide her with offspring. The man's toil will be hard, but God will provide him with food. Uh, their offspring will one day overcome the serpent and bring about his demise. Uh, and although uh, there will be a judgment and a curse, uh, God's blessing and provision uh, will not be nullified. Uh, before he ever cursed, he blessed. Uh, he, he blessed uh, three times. He, he blessed the, uh, the fish and the birds, and he blessed a man. He, he blessed his creatures and the Sabbath uh, is, as well. And so... God's purposes in creation uh, will not uh, be uh, nullified. Uh, and then we, we'll also see uh, that uh, God will uh, judges the serpent, the woman, and the man, but he only curses the serpent and the ground. Uh, he doesn't curse uh, the man uh, and the woman, uh, which shows also that uh, there's still there's still hope uh, in, in blessing, uh, in provision, even in the midst uh, of his his judgments. And so uh, Matthew says, uh, God does not inquire further into the calamity by questioning the serpent. The tempter has nothing to learn from the Lord. He only has words of condemnation for the serpent, whereas the man and woman receive God's continued concern and provision in the midst of their punishment. Curses are uttered against the serpent and the ground, but not against the man and the woman, implying that blessing has not been utterly lost. It is not until human murder, uh, a transgression against the imago Dei, the, the image of God, uh, that a person, Cain, receives uh, the divine curse. Uh, and later we'll also see that Ham, uh, one of uh, Noah's sons, uh, will also be uh, cursed. 
And so uh, we will be seeing uh, that there's a blessing uh, in provision and hope, uh, even in the midst of, of God's judgments. Uh, now this brings us uh, to uh, the, the serpent. Uh, God's going to uh, judge the crafty serpent for uh, deceiving the woman. Uh, and his uh, first judgment, uh, we, we can group it basically into to two judgments, although it's part of a whole, um, part of the curse. Uh, the first, he will curse him above all of the other beasts uh, of the, the field. Uh, and then secondly, uh, he will place discord and enmity uh, between uh, the woman uh, or the serpent and the woman and their their offspring. And so uh, let's just read through uh, Genesis uh, chapter 3, verses 8 through 15, uh, and then we will uh, focus on the serpent's judgment. Actually, let's read through through verse 21. Uh, and they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. He said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, The woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me fruit of the tree, and I ate. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this that you have done? The woman said, the serpent deceived me, and I ate. Then uh, the, the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and above all the beasts of the field. On your belly you shall go, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring, he shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. To the woman he said, I will surely multiply your pain in childbearing. In pain you shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. And to Adam he said, Because you have listened to the voice of your wife, and have eaten of the tree of which I commanded you, you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you. In pain you shall eat it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground, for out of it you were taken, for you are dust, and to dust you shall return. The man called his wife's name Eve, because she was the mother of all living. And the Lord God made for Adam and for his wife garments of skins and clothed them. 
So now beginning uh, in verse 14, uh, we see uh, God's first judgment uh, against the serpent uh, to curse him above all of the uh, other beasts. So verse 14, the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and above all beasts beasts of the field. On your belly you shall go. And dust you shall eat all the days of your life. And so here, the the first important thing to recognize is that God begins by addressing the serpent. Uh, And this is a particular uh, serpent. Uh, This is the crafty serpent uh, that deceived uh, the woman uh, whom he created uh, that caused her to... uh, Enticed her to rebel uh, against uh, God. Uh, and the, the one who's really uh, behind the serpent uh, is Satan, uh, the, the adversary, uh, the, the, the perpetual adversary and enemy uh, of God and of his people and of uh, the chosen offspring of the, the woman. Uh, and we, we know this uh, as we talked about in, in previous weeks uh, because. Uh, His goals and tactics are the exact same uh, as Satan, wherever he's depicted in the the Old Testament and the the New. uh, We also read uh, throughout the scriptures that the the serpent uh, of old uh, is uh, is Satan, the the adversary. Uh, And his tactics are even the same. I mean, from his temptation uh, of the the woman in the garden all the way to his temptation of, uh, of Christ uh, in the, the wilderness. Uh, and also, uh, the, the rest of Genesis will make very clear, uh, as, as we'll be seeing, that uh, his opposition uh, will continue uh, far, far beyond uh, this, uh, this scene in the garden. Uh, just because if you look in verse uh, 15, uh, I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall strike you on the head, and you shall bruise him on on the heel. Or or better, it should be, he shall strike you on the head, and you shall bruise uh, him, or strike him on the heel. Uh, And so in it, the the verb's the exact same. They're they're both uh, striking uh, back back and forth. Uh, But here, uh, because... uh, he, he shall strike you, the, the serpent, on the head, her offspring. Uh, because of this, uh, we, we'll see that uh, it extends far beyond. Uh, her very first uh, offspring uh, will be uh, Abel and Seth. Uh, we'll find that Cain uh, is the offspring uh, of the serpent, uh, meaning basically he's in league with, with him. Uh, he, he follows the one who lies uh, and murders um, but uh, the, the serpent uh, is b- behind the, the scenes. Uh, he's a spirit actively involved, uh, trying to uh, bring down uh, the, the chosen offspring of the woman uh, to uh, cause rebellion and to, to make God's promises and blessings uh, null uh, and void. And uh, we'll see that uh, all the way uh, throughout Genesis and uh, the, the Pentateuch and all of Scripture. And so uh, God uh, ultimately curses uh, Satan here 
uh, the one who's behind uh, the, the serpent. Uh, and then the, the characteristics of uh, physical uh, snakes or, or serpents uh, really becomes an object lesson uh, about the, the curse that God has actually brought on the one who uh, appeared and took the, the form of uh, a serpent. And so uh, the, the message to Satan is uh, primary. Uh, and now uh, n- notice uh, the, the basis uh, for God's judgment. Uh, he says, uh, because you have done this, cursed are you above all the lies, livestock and above all the beasts of the field. Uh, because you have done this. Uh, th- this refers back to uh, the woman's uh, confession just in the preceding verse, verse 13. Uh, what is this that you have done? The woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate because you have done this. He he uh, deceived uh, the woman. Uh, God created him uh, to uh, be the, the craftiest beast of the field, uh, but he's a beast subordinate uh, to the woman uh, and to the man. But he deceived uh, the woman uh, into uh, eating from the, the one uh, tree that God prohibited. Uh, and so now he'll be, uh, everything that follows, he's being judged for, for this deception. Uh, And now, uh, there's first going to be uh, a general curse, uh, where God's going to curse him uh, above all of the beasts of the the field. Uh, And then, uh, he is going to build on this curse, uh, and we'll see different aspects of the curse playing out, or or additional punishments uh, that are part of the curse, uh, that's going to target the serpent's, uh, the serpent's, Locomotion, uh, his mode of locomotion, how he moves about, uh, we could call this posture, uh, and his uh, diet. Uh, he goes about on his belly and he eats uh, dust. And so uh, we'll see uh, he is cursed above the beasts uh, by, uh, go, by his mode of locomotion going on his belly. And he's cursed above all the beasts also in his diet, uh, eating uh, dust. And now... So the the general curse, uh, because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and above all beasts of uh, the field. Uh, Now, uh, you have to realize that up until this point, uh, God has only a blessed. And so now there's a striking contrast. Uh, We've been building up uh, to the judgment uh, from since the point where God said, uh, in the day that you eat of it, uh, you will surely uh, die. Uh, and everything since the serpent deceived the woman they ate has been building up to this point. Uh, and God uh, curses, uh, begins his judgment and cursing, and uh, beginning first uh, with the serpent. Uh, and as Matthew said, uh, he'll only curse the serpent uh, in the ground. Uh, but the, the serpent uh, is the first one, uh, and he is cursed above uh, everyone uh, and any uh, thing uh, else. Now, also notice uh, this uh, this curse above the the beasts. Uh, there's a word play uh, here uh, between the word uh, words cursed uh, in crafty. Uh, and if you you actually remember back, uh, there was a word play uh, previously uh, between crafty uh, and naked. Uh, the 
man the woman were naked and not ashamed. Uh, and then the crafty serpent came on the scene. Uh, and after uh, he was done with his deception, uh, they uh, had their eyes opened and re realized they were naked. Uh, he used his craftiness uh, to cause them to sin, uh, which then made them recognize, uh, aware of their nakedness uh, because of their, their guilt uh, and shame for sinning. Uh, but now uh, the, the crafty serpent, a crafty uh, arum, uh, incursed, arur. Uh, just look back at verse 1 uh, when he was uh, introduced. Uh, now the serpent was more crafty, arum, than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. So he was the craftiest of, of all the beasts. But now, uh, verse 14, God says, because you have done this, cursed, arur, are you above all the livestock and above all the beasts of the field. Uh, and in Hebrew, uh, the, the two sentences are exactly uh, the, the same, uh, basically, in how they're, how they're laid out. Uh, and so uh, because uh, he used his craftiness uh, to, uh, to deceive, uh, now uh, the, the craftiest uh, of all the, the animals uh, is the, the most cursed uh, and the lowest uh, of all uh, the animals. And so uh, God's uh, punishment uh, fits uh, the, the crime. And now... Uh, we, we see this curse uh, reflected uh, in his mode of locomotion, uh, how, how he goes about his uh, posture. Uh, God says, uh, Cursed are you above all livestock and above all beasts of the field. On your belly you shall go. Uh, and so uh, here, uh, his posture, uh, his mode of locomotion, uh, reflects the fact uh, that he's the very lowest of the beasts. He's at the bottom of the rank, uh, and he's the, the most humiliated uh, and uh, contemptuous of, of all the, the animals. Uh, his mode of locomotion, he, he crawls and slides and slithers about uh, on his uh, belly, uh, which uh, is hardly the, the picture of nobility uh, like animals that at least walk on, on all fours. I mean, maybe like a, a lion or a stallion or, or something something like that. And so uh, he's depicted going about uh, on his belly. Uh, and in the Mosaic uh, law, uh, he uh, commanded that the anything that went about on its belly was to be detestable uh, to the, the Jewish people. And so uh, Leviticus 11, verse 42 uh, whatever goes on its belly and whatever goes on all fours or whatever has many feet, any swarming thing that swarms on the ground, you shall not eat for they are detestable. Uh, and so th this is a detestable uh, animal and, and serpent. And the, the one who is really uh, behind it is the, the most detestable of all of God's creatures uh, in all of creation. Uh, and we'll, we'll also see uh, that this imagery uh, of being bowed down, uh, stooped down, uh, is tied uh, to uh, one who suffers uh, humiliation uh, and defeat. 
And we'll, we'll see that when we look at his diet of, of dust. And so, uh, because of uh, going about on his belly, bowed and stooped down, uh, he's the most ignoble uh, and contemptible uh, of, of animals in God's creation. Uh, but uh, he's not just uh, cursed above all the beasts uh, because of his uh, mode of locomotion, uh, but uh, because of his diet. Cursed are you above all the livestock and above all uh, beasts of the field. On your belly you shall go, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. And so uh, here, uh, not only will he go about on, on his belly, uh, but he has dust uh, continually uh, for, for his whole life. And uh, if you think about God's uh, gracious provision uh, in creation, uh, and in the garden, uh, he provided uh, all of the animals and humanity with every green plant and uh, every uh, seed-bearing plant and, uh, and tree. And uh, for the man, the woman, he gave them uh, all of the trees that were uh, pleasing uh, to the sight and uh, or delightful to the sight and uh, good for food. And uh, he also gave them the, the tree of life to, to sustain them. And so he gave them an overabundance. Uh, but now the, the serpent, uh, dust Dust for you. Uh, and that also is tied back to his uh, deceiving the woman to, to eat uh, from the, the tree. He deceived her to eat. Uh, and now uh, he will eat uh, dust. Uh, but uh, dust, uh, along with uh, going about on, on one's belly, uh, is uh, it's imagery that's used throughout scripture uh, for uh, humiliation, uh, subjugation, uh, defeat uh, by by one's uh, enemies, uh, people paying homage, uh, and so he, he's basically pictured here as uh, kind of a, a conquered, defeated, humiliated uh, enemy. And let me just read a, a few few passages. Uh, in Isaiah forty nine verse twenty three. Uh, God uh, establishes uh, his kingdom uh, and he restores uh, Israel. Uh, and Isaiah says, A king shall be your foster fathers and their queens your nursing mothers. With their faces to the ground, they shall bow down to you and lick the dust of your feet. Then you will know that I am the Lord. Those who wait for me shall not be put to shame. And so uh, here, uh, even, even kings and queens are pictured as uh, bow, bowing down, uh, licking the, the dust of your feet. Uh, now, I don't know that they're literally licking the dust, but they're, uh, they're, they're bowed down. They're, they're made low. Uh, they're, uh, they've uh, been subjugated to them, and, and they're, they're paying homage to them uh, as, as greater than them. Uh, and then Psalm uh, 72 uh, verse 9, uh, and this is attributed to uh, King Solomon. Uh, May desert tribes bow down before him, and his enemies lick the dust. And finally, uh, in Micah 7, uh, verses 15 uh, through 17, uh, again, this is where God establishes uh, his kingdom and restores uh, Israel and even talks of like a, a new uh, exodus out of out of Egypt to their land. Uh, as in the days when you came out of the land of Egypt, I will show them marvelous things. 
The nations shall see and be ashamed of all their might. They shall lay their hands on their mouths. Their ears shall be deaf. They shall lick the dust like a serpent, like the crawling things of the earth. They shall come trembling out of their strongholds. They shall turn in dread to the Lord our God, and they shall be in fear of you. And so uh, that's when they they see his mighty works and miracles and judgments and uh, salvation. Uh, He says, they shall lick the dust like a serpent, uh, like the crawling things, uh, like the crawling things uh, of the of the earth. And that's the same picture uh, we we see here of one who's been subjugated uh, and humiliated uh, and defeated uh, and defeated. Ultimately, uh, it will lead to his his ultimate uh, defeat. His time uh, is limited. Uh, And then uh, also uh, Isaiah uh, in uh, chapter 65, verse 25, uh, he talks about how uh, when the renewal uh, comes uh, in God's kingdom, uh, that uh, the wolf and the lamb shall graze together. The lion shall eat straw like the ox, and dust shall be the serpent's food. They shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain, says uh, the Lord. And so they've been uh, tamed. Uh, they're no longer a threat. They're, they're no longer uh, dangerous. Uh, and we're basically uh, seeing the, the similar sort of uh, thing here uh, for the serpent, but really the one who uh, appeared as the ser- serpent, uh, Satan. Uh, and then uh, he says... In dust you shall eat all the days of your life. Uh, And so uh, this describes his perpetual uh, humiliation uh, below uh, all of the animals uh, and all uh, in creation. Uh, His his face is always bowed down to the ground because he uh, crawls and slides about on on his uh, belly. And so it's not necessarily saying that uh, his diet is really uh, going to be uh, dust and he's going to live off of that, but it's because he's bowed to the the ground with his face to the ground. Uh, And then uh, Matthews uh, points out that uh, as he's depicted as as a defeated enemy, uh, his days are numbered, uh, we see here. Uh, All the days of your life speaks to the ultimate end of the serpent and its offspring. Um, then he goes on a little later. Uh, the snake brought about his own death by his treachery, but ultimately Eve, through her seed, will outlive uh, her adversary. Uh, and that, that's where we see she's going to be the mother of, of all living, uh, and uh, she's going to continue uh, to have offspring. Uh, and here we see when he says, In dust you shall eat all. All the days of your life. Uh, this implies he's not going to live forever. Uh, yeah, he's, he's going to be, uh, be their enemy, but his days uh, are numbered uh, and counted. Uh, and God will use a similar expression uh, for, for the man uh, as he works the ground uh, and eats bread from it all the days of his life. And so, uh, because uh, the serpent deceived uh, the woman, uh, the craftiest of serpents, uh, God has now uh, cursed him uh, above uh, all of the others. 
Uh, and we see this reflected uh, as diet of dust and uh, in his, uh, his posture, mode of locomotion, bowed, bowed to the ground, crawling about on his belly. Uh, and he's the very lowliest uh, ranking of, of all the, the beasts of the, the field. Uh, and so now uh, the, the serpent uh, doesn't seem uh, so shrewd uh, and clever, uh, does he? Uh, his, uh, his cleverness... Uh, yeah, he, he got the upper hand uh, at first and uh, created rebellion. Uh, but not, oh, by that, uh, he is also uh, basically uh, signed uh, his own uh, death warrant. Uh, and uh, the woman whom he deceived, God's going to use uh, as the instrument uh, of his ultimate uh, destruction and defeat. Uh, and, and this is uh, really uh, all of it uh, applying to uh, Satan uh, him, himself. Uh, his defeat and his humiliation uh, is uh, certain. Uh, it is uh, guaranteed, uh, as we'll be uh, seeing when we look at uh, the, uh, the promise of the, the coming offspring of the woman. In uh, one day, uh, as Christ says, uh, he will be a cast uh, into the eternal fire uh, prepared uh, for the devil uh, and his angels. It, it was prepared uh, ultimately uh, for, for him. Uh, but then uh, those uh, men and women uh, who uh, follow uh, his schemes uh, and his deception uh, and uh, oppose uh, God and his people rebel against him, uh, ultimately uh, they too uh, will be there. Uh, and then, let's just look in Revelation chapter 20. Beginning in verse uh, 1. Uh, here we, we see the, the ultimate uh, destruction that's going to come about. Uh, then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, holding in his hand the key to the bottomless pit and a great chain. And he seized the dragon, that ancient serpent, who is the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years and threw him into the pit and shut it and sealed it over him so that he might not deceive the nations any longer until the thousand years were ended. Uh, after that, he must be released uh, for a little while. Uh, and so this is where uh, Christ is going to uh, return uh, and establish uh, his kingdom, uh, which uh, belongs to him uh, as the, the ultimate uh, son of God uh, in the uh, the offspring uh, of the woman and of, of Abraham, and we'll be talking about uh, that more. Uh, and he comes uh, as the, the king of kings uh, in Lord of Lords, uh, who is the, uh, the very representative uh, in king uh, of his people uh, and all the, the offspring of the, uh, the woman, uh, not, just, uh, not just Seth uh, and uh, Abel, uh, not just uh, Noah, uh, and Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and uh, those Israelite believers, uh, but uh, all who are united to him uh, by, uh, by faith. 
Uh, and he will uh, establish his kingdom and reign for a thousand years. Uh, but then in verse 7, uh, when the thousand years are ended, uh, Satan will be released from his prison and will come out to deceive the nations that are at the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them for battle. Uh, their number is like the sand of the sea. And they marched up over the broad plain of the earth and surrounded the camp of the saints and the beloved city. But fire came down from heaven and consumed them. And the devil who had deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and sulfur where the beast and the false prophet were, and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Uh, and here uh, we see uh, also uh, his deception in just how uh, irrational uh, sin is. Uh, he's really no threat to God, uh, no threat to, to Christ. Uh, it sounds like uh, it sounds like uh, when their their number is the the sand of the sea, uh, and they marched over the broad plain of the earth and surrounded the camp of the saints in the beloved city. Oh no! Oh no! Uh, we're we're in trouble. It, it, uh, you know, it's not it's not looking good. Uh, but then it says, "But fire came down from heaven and consumed them, and the devil who had deceived them was thrown uh, into the lake of fire and sulfur, uh, where the beast and the false prophet were." So. Uh, it's nothing for uh, for God, uh, and uh, ultimately, uh, uh, God is uh, is waiting for a time uh, where the the gospel would be uh, preached, uh, because uh, Christ uh, died uh, for for all of His elect, and God's going to uh, gather them together, uh, all who uh, turn from their sins and uh, trust uh, in Him alone and His finished work. Uh, he. Uh, he paid uh, their their fines, and so uh, God's not going to let one of them uh, be lost. Uh, but uh, the the day is coming uh, when the serpent uh, will see uh, his uh, his final end, and the the curse uh, and the judgment will be uh, done away with. Uh, and then, uh, next time, uh, Lord willing, uh, we'll be looking uh, at the second part of uh, the judgment. Uh, the enmity uh, that God's going to place uh, between uh, the serpent uh, and the woman uh, in their respective offspring. And I kind of wanted to cover it tonight, uh, but uh, it's a little uh, little in-depth, so it uh, might be better to, to do it in a, another, uh, another session next time we, we can gather uh, together. So uh, let's just uh, close in prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word and I thank you for all that you teach us so that uh, we can understand uh, why the wor world is cursed uh, and fallen and filled with uh, sin and violence um, and also uh, to be encouraged uh, and to know that uh, the serpent's days are numbered uh, the one who uh, opposes you and uh, opposes uh, your people uh, will not continue to uh, deceive uh, forever, but uh, you have uh, numbered and limited his days and uh, you are in control of all things. And also thank you that you are 
uh, just and holy and uh, that your justice is always perfect and uh, that it uh, always uh, fits the, the crime perfectly. But I thank you also that uh, you are merciful uh, and gracious and that even in the midst of your judgment, uh, you have uh, mercy on sinners uh, and that uh, by faith in your son, uh, they can be uh, forgiven for their sins because uh, he paid our fine that, that we couldn't pay uh, and the penalty of death uh, that we deserved when he died on the cross. And so we thank you for him and that he's coming again. And uh, Lord Jesus, we pray that you would come quickly and pray that you would uh, build us up and uh, instruct us uh, in, uh, in your word and that you would teach us and uh, we would be your disciples. And uh, we thank you for these things. Um, amen.